So who's ready for another fun-filled, fascinating edition of the Clagatill Veteran Podcast? Well, I know I am. So let's go get started with our first six subjects of the night for the episode 10, season three. The first one will be about the Sawmill Veterans Meeting that I attended earlier today. The second one will be about unhealthy food choices. The third one will be restarting the community gardens. Number four will be passing out from vaccines. Number five will be New Mexico mandate removal. And finally, the last subject of the night, number six, Clagato Veterans Progress Report. And I am Mateo Native Ravager, bringing you another thought-provoking edition uh, of the Clagato Veteran Podcast, which... Uh, as much as I want to have a release date for all these things, it just doesn't work out because I live in reality and reality, there are so many things that happen in a daytime that require in especially, especially living on the reservation, you know, there's animals to feed and there's, you know, chores to do. And then being on the reservation, everything's so spread out. So most of the time I'm like, after a long trip, Man, I just got to get in that nap. You know, sometimes it'll, depending on how early I wake up in the morning, I could sleep from 30 minutes to an hour. So um, I think only once, no, twice last year, I, I slept for about two hours from like 2 p.m. to like four or maybe even five. But um, let's go ahead and uh, start off the first subject of the night. And we'll go ahead and go with uh, the Sawmill Veterans Meeting Update. Here we go. Subject number one for episode 10, this one is a sawmill veterans meeting update. And my point about this is that it, I just mostly wanted to talk about the, their February meeting, which, which was today. And, um, and I'm just going to be talking about how I was giving a presentation to recruit new members for the, uh, you know, for the nonprofit for Clagato, Clagato veteran nonprofit. And other ideas that came from the sawmill members. So the first thing I want to say is that um, I mostly what was on my agenda was to get the uh, sawmill veterans to just listen to my pitch, you know, just to hear what I had to say. And I just wanted to let them know that, you know, the nonprofit, it's not set up like the tribe where you have to have you know, certified, um, veteran members to, you know, to get help or to ask us for assistance. And I'm trying to get these, uh, <clears throat> veterans really involved in trying to do something other than just sit around and waiting for a stipend or waiting for some kind of a payday. So that's why I went over there because I wanted to make sure that, um, they were aware that this uh, nonprofit exists and stuff like that. So, as it turns out, you know, they don't have, they have one commander and then they don't have a vice commander or a secretary. So there was only about six of us altogether. So I just went ahead and volunteered to be the secretary and I took some notes for the commander. And, um, she gave a pretty good long report. Um, you know, that's where it kind of made me realize that, um, at these agency meetings, um, a lot of that stuff that they say, I don't write it down because, you know, my commander's there and the secretary's there, but I, you know, when I try to listen, 
there's always someone that comes up to me and wants to ask me questions about the nonprofit or wants to know what else I can do or how I can help them or if I got any references and stuff like that. So that's where it really kind of, you know, distracts me. So she was giving her report and um, it was very thorough, very detailed. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, I remember that now. But after she was done, then she says, okay, um, let's go ahead and pass it on to, uh, to me. And so I just went ahead and told him, I, I kind of like ran the gamut of everything I wanted to say as far as being a nonprofit and being, um, uh, what was it? And doing research basically. And everything that I talked about on the, the podcast for season three, I pretty much brought them up to date about, you know, the, um, John Boyden, you know, taking, starting the, um, the tribal council, uh, starting up the, um, getting the land from Black Mesa, having those guys get sick. I was talking about how I was, uh, the, the chemical specialist pretty much for any kind of chemical warfare. And I was just talking about, you know, the mass, the, the face cloth covers, you know, they ain't really going to help out anyway. So I, you know, basically I was telling them, you know, okay, so, you know, let's just, let's just, I mean, pretty much my listeners know, I mean, you listeners know the, uh, the horn toad listeners, the loyal horn toad listeners know my story by now. So anyways, I'll just jump ahead and say that, um, I told them that the, the nonprofit I'm, I'm looking for members because we can get something a lot more quicker and faster as far as, financial donations go and but I didn't tell them how much we got I, I just told them that you know we got some money and we're trying to make a difference with um diabetes and all that stuff so the thing about what they were telling me was oh this one lady she was she was pretty active she was asking me you know about that the housing situations and and she goes I know about the Native American direct loan program you have to pay that back or something like that and, you know, it kind of tripped me up off guard because I wasn't really expecting someone to bring that up. I don't think you have to pay, man, but that was, I just told her, you know what, I don't remember because I read the whole thing, but um, I think you would just have to pay in the beginning. But anyways, I I gave her my paperwork and I told her about the USDA. I said, they also have a program. So there was a lot of information that these guys I don't think they heard the last time I was there last summer and I did, you know, did do my best to try to keep them up to date. And what the commander told me was, um, that people who come over and give reports, they never follow up. They never come back. And I was like, well, damn, here I am, you know, I'm, I'm willing to help out. So, uh, I went back up there again and that's what I was telling her. I said, you know, this is all, this is all different now. And, I did stress that we are in a new year and a new decade, a new era. So rather than constantly fight with the the process, the litigation, the executive director and all those problems these guys had, I said, you know, we can we can do a quicker, faster route. We can do a shortcut. And they pretty much liked it. I mean, I, I think um uh the the one lady that was really outspoken, she says, um you know, what do you need, you know, in order for us to join? I said, well, all I need is like at least one member to be a representative. Just come on over to Clagato. And that way I don't have to, you know, travel too far and 
you know, because no one's going to pay me for my gas. So, you know, I'd rather have a representative come to Clagato Veterans Meeting and um, just kind of introduce themselves, say, I want to be part of the nonprofit. I'll be speak on behalf of uh, Sawmill. And I'm, you know, that's where I'm kind of looking at that. Uh, well, that's what I told her. And so she, she seemed all right with it, you know, and, um, but the one thing that everybody was kind of, um, it kind of woke them up a little bit more was when the commander said, um, tell them about the, um, what was it? The, uh, the car club. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, um, the thing with the car club, I said, I started on Facebook. I was trying to raise money so I can get, make a garage, but it's a program that I want to do where veterans and surviving spouses and everybody that's struggling financially, um, we could have a car club to fix up some vehicles and raffle them off and, um, make money that way to fix up more vehicles and kind of have that little program going to where, um, those that cannot afford a new vehicle or, you know, they're on foot and they just can't, they just don't have the means to have a decent vehicle, but they are hardworking, dependable, and they're not going to go, you know, drunk driving or joyriding, you know, um, that's where it woke them up a little more. And they were like, oh, well, uh, so-and-so has a, you know, all these vehicles over here. And this is where we have, um, this is where we have our, um, you know, our, our solution to this problem. And I was like, yeah, man, that, that's fine. You know, let's all work together. And I was telling them that we could, uh, pretty much, well, like I said, you know, restore vehicles and that's where karma comes in handy. And I told him, I said, you know, karma, carnage. Oh boy. I'm getting tongue tied here. I'm thinking too far ahead of myself. Um, I was telling them about how uh, carnage was pretty much based out of Clagato, but if sawmill veterans wanted to do a car club, that'd be cool too. And as we were winding down, um, uh, the guy who had a lot of vehicles says, he goes, well, I, I had some questions about this and that. So, um, I don't remember what he was asking me, but then, um, I, I answered his questions. And then one of the, the main things that kind of, uh, overshadowed what he asked me was, yeah, we can do a car show, a veterans car show. I was like, holy shit, man. <laughs> this whole time I'm thinking, you know, why am I struggling to do some kind of promotion for Clagato? When I can just widen it up even more and just say, you know, let's do a veterans car show. And that's where I think more or less that would come into the next agency meeting. And everybody that goes to these meetings, like I had reported to sawmill veterans is that they're just there for the stipend. They're there to argue. Then they leave. I'm there with actual solutions. I'm trying to solve a lot of these problems that they have and that they bring up like the housing situation and, you know, the, as far as the money situation, the best thing we can do is fundraising, you know, and the, um, the car club idea, that's where I'm trying to tell them, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a part of carnage. Um, that, that's just something I started to just let the public know that there is a car club going on. And, um, the, um, the sawmill veterans, they can go ahead and start their own, you know, the saw club or something, you know, something pretty cool. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be veterans, but it, it, I'm just trying to cater it to veterans because they're that lost demographic. The ones that gets pushed aside and stuff like that. 
And that lady who was very vocal, um, she was also telling me that. She goes, yeah, you know, I, I can work on vehicles, but I cannot um, afford, you know, to do like overhauls and restorations. <clears throat> and so I told her, I said, you know, that's where this comes in handy is because I want other people to, um, you know, bring me their resources and shit, let's all work together and try something different rather than waiting on you know, the hardship checks from the Navajo Nation waiting for the budgets and the carryovers to get approved for the veterans, um, general trust fund, all that crap, you know, I get, it kind of gets confusing, but, um, anyways, so my point is just to distract people in the meantime, to give them something to look forward to rather than constantly looking up to, uh, window rock and waiting for Jonathan Nez to give them more money, which, you know, by this point, we all know he stole a lot. So eh, that's no big secret. But as time goes on, I want these veterans to kind of start to realize that their veteran officers, they're not doing much about anything, you know, and there are a few who, you know, kind of stand out and they do like what I've been doing. And and I'm just telling him, I said, this is a whole new path for me, man. I don't have the answers for everything. I'm just trying everything new. The nonprofit is new to me. The uh, community gardens new to me. The car clubs is new to me. The veteran cemetery, that's new to me. You know, everything like the podcast, you know, it's, it's taken me a while, but I think I got the hang of it now, you know, what, what a podcast is about and, you know, just pretty much how I can use it as a tool to kind of promote other things. But I still haven't promoted the podcast as much as I wanted to. <clears throat> Excuse me. So anyways, um, that's where this whole idea of the that car show would come in handy. And I did talk to the commander of Sawmill. I said, if there is anything that we could do um, to do a car show, you know, I was, to me, I was kind of thinking like we can have like uh, categories like the nicest truck, you know, everybody's buying brand new trucks and they can, you know, can clean them out and make it look good and, you know, somehow raise some prizes for that. Another one would be the most dirtiest truck, you know, I have an award for that. The most bombed out res ride, you know, who has the most resed out vehicle, which veteran has the most res vehicle and you know, just kind of do something different. Oh, anyway, so the guy that, that has all these vehicles, he was telling me um, to get a hold of um, Res Riders. Now, I thought that was the same as uh, Hope Navajo Hopi or Honor Riders, but I guess it's not. It's um, <clears throat> Apparently, it's a whole different program. And um, I need to look them up pretty much on Facebook. You know, everybody's pretty much on Facebook now. But um, he told me to go ahead and uh, contact the guy that, runs that whole thing and bring in my ideas. I'm like, yeah, I don't mind. And, um, I just told the guy, I said, you know, just, if you, if you want to work with me, man, just, just make sure you call because everybody that says, oh yeah, I'll help you. Or, you know, I got some ideas or, um, I want to ask you some more questions. They never call, man. And I'm the, I'm the one reaching out to them most of the time. And then they never respond back. So I'm like, well then, you know, that's, it's kind of a, a pet peeve for me to tell them to, excuse me, to go ahead and um, contact me first. That way I can get things um, situated and I can start to categorize how the importance of whatever they're telling me and how to do it. But anyways, um, 
the um so that was the sawmill veteran meeting today and i i believe it was pretty good you know with just the six of us and um by the time i was done talking everybody was ready to leave i'm like damn some things never change man uh Every time I do a report, everybody starts to get, I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe it's just the energy I give, or maybe I just fascinate them with so many groundbreaking ideas that they just need to get up and move and they need to think about it. They need to get on the road and kind of pull their resources together. Maybe that's what it is, or, or I'm just so goddamn boring that they're like, oh, here we go again. Here's Mateo yapping his big trapper, you know, and um, let's get the hell out of here. His his ideas will never work. They'll never get off the ground. It's like, well, fine. I mean, it doesn't have to. These are just ideas that, you know, can be possible to make into reality later on in the future. And so that's why right now, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> that's why right now I'm just trying to make sure that, um, you know, I hit up some of these veteran organizations one-on-one -on -one, rather than standing in front of the veteran officers at these agency meetings and telling them, oh, this and that's possible, this and that work, this and that is kind of something that's next on the agenda that, you know, I want to push out. Because most of the time they're just there like, well, I'm going to put in that extra work. And when I go have my veteran meetings, my veterans don't show up. So, you know, why should I report uh, Mateo Native Ravager's uh, falsehoods, you know, all his uh, dream talk. And it's like, it's not a dream talk. You know, most of this is, uh, I whittled it down to like the most basic um, achievable goals. And they're really small, but I kind of have to pump it up just a little bit to make it more, um, more noticeable to where it stands out a little more. So when these people are driving home or by the time they go to sleep or when they're sitting down with their family about ready to eat, they, they, you know, they bring that up to themselves and they're like, Oh, okay. I remember this was being said. And, um, but eventually, you know, there, they, there've been like two people that came up to me within the past two years. They were like, Oh, you know what? That's the thing you were telling me about. Um, I know someone that knows someone. And the commander for sa uh, Sawmill was the one telling me about this guy who had all these uh, vehicles. And sure enough, man, that dude showed up and um, I talked to him. He's a pretty cool guy. And um, he seemed to really like my ideas. And and most of my ideas, what I'm doing, they're very practical. They don't, they don't have a any political ties to them. I'm like, oh, as Democrats, you know, you guys should do this. Or as Republicans, this can happen, you know. I'm just more like, hey, look, this is what we can do as a group. Let's uh, shake off that stigmatism we have as veterans as being lazy and as not being worth helping out only during a political, you know, uh, election seasons, you know. Let's go ahead and uh, start putting our foot down right now and let's do something different because... I was telling the sawmill veterans, the, the officers that we have currently for the agency, well, for one thing, they got a lot on their plate, but a lot of what the other officers were saying about the executive director has just pretty much been like, um, it's just kind of been racial, but all, cause he's a white guy. 
but also at the same time, it kind of seems like, um, you know, there's some vindictiveness there. And then also they want to get him out of office because to me, it seems like they got some evil scheme, you know, typical Democrats. <laughs> well, you know, typical politician, I'll say that. Republicans do the same thing. But, you know, there's this scheming to get the guy out of there because there is, there's a way these guys know how to, that they know how to use the money and use it to, to their advantage. So that's why I'm... I might be a threat to them because they're like, you know, oh, well, Mateo there, he he thinks too much out of the box. You know, we won't be able to bribe him or corrupt him. So let's just move on without him and ignore him. I'm like, that's fine by me, man. I'm doing fine on my own. Besides, I'm more of more of a loner anyways. I'm more of a hermit. And um, so much for being a hermit. Um, I have my mommy with me. But, you know, like I said, I have to watch over her. She's getting older now. But anyways, um... So that's why I brought those issues out. And then I also gave a list of, um, to the, um, what was it? The, uh, sawmill veterans about these executive, the past, uh, executive directors. And I said, each one, everyone had a problem with, they weren't listening. They weren't helping. They were doing things their own way. I said, in each one, they got rid of, and they got rid of, and they got rid of that one. They got rid of that one. And then now we're stuck. We're not so much stuck, but now we have this new director who's under a contract and these guys, they just don't like him. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do, man? You wanted Navajos to be in charge and look what happened in what, two years we went through like five executive directors because you guys were crying that the executive director wasn't listening to you, wasn't helping you and all this garbage and nonsense. So Anyways, hopefully uh, Sawmill veterans get to pass the word along with that and say, yeah, you know what, We've, I noticed that the agency officers, the they do complain a lot. But anyways, so with all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and, um, excuse me, I'm going to move on to our next subject. This one is going to be unhealthy food choices.